When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Swig. Southwest Wisconsin's Groundwater and Geology Group has wrapped up another one of their well water surveys primarily in southwest Wisconsin, but it's information that can be used all across the state of Wisconsin. And again, we are taking a closer look at what's happening with that information and what we can take away from it. Ken Bradbury is joining us. He's one of the people that's made up SWIG and helped to kind of conduct this research. Now, you were telling me, Ken, this is theoretically the last time that we're going to have one of these reports, huh? Well, this is this particular study is finished. Yes, Pam, uh, it's been... Uh, uh, several years uh, in the making, of course, and it was a bit delayed by COVID. Uh, but, but yeah, this is the final report uh, that we're that we're doing for this project. So the project's done. You know, there's still some. Uh, the researchers are going to send write up some um, professional mm-hmm. journal type papers. But this is this is the final report for the public. You've been involved with basically all since the beginning, haven't you, Ken? Oh, oh yeah, yep. We were part of the whole proposal and. And put it together, and and it's been kind of fun to see it through. Now let's talk a little bit about uh, this year's summary. Again, it was uh, done across 816 private wells. Some of the wells tested more than once. Grant, Iowa, Lafayette counties, 978 different uh, water samples that were evaluated. What was your takeaway from this year, Ken? Not so much from this year, Pam, but from the whole study. uh, You know, this is just the culmination of all all the work, and over the last year, it's been putting the statistics together. Um, as a, uh, first of all, I wanted people to understand that this is a, a very comprehensive study, probably one of the most comprehensive studies of this type ever done in the United States because of how many, the, the number of wells that were sampled and the way they were sampled. So we look at this as a very good, uh, solid scientific study. But my overall, um, as a hydrogeologist, uh, I wasn't very surprised by any of these results, but the statistical correlations between certain um, certain land uses uh, and uh, certain well construction and so forth uh, were, were are quite solid. And they, while they're not surprising to me, I think they will be very useful to people. One of the things that I do like to point out, though, is that when we look at uh, well contamination, and by contamination in this study, we're talking about nitrate and bacteria primarily um, over those three counties that you mentioned. And we, we, we plot the points where contamination was found. It's all over the counties. It's not, there's not a hot spot that's related to one particular uh, installation or one particular spot. It's all over. So uh, that's, that's, Good to know in a way because it shows us that the the problem is not confined to just you know you can't blame it on one one particular facility or anything like that it's it's uh, uniform all over now there's I mean there's also plenty of wells that are fine in there too so I don't we don't mean to apply that every well has a problem but some wells do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to your point, according to the study from samples taken in 2018-2019, 32% of private well sample had some detection that uh, should be minded. So you are exactly right there. Again, if you're just joining us, this is Ken Bradbury, one of the folks involved with the Southwest Wisconsin Groundwater and Geology Group, SWIG for short. He is the director and state geologist here in Wisconsin, and one I, I trust to help us break this down. 
you and I in the past, Ken, had talked about recognizing, quite frankly, in rural communities, an aging infrastructure. And when I say that, I'm not just talking about uh, maybe the community water tower or, uh, you know, the age of pipes that might be carrying water in a rural community. You get out to those private residences, some of those are old farmhouses, and that revealed some of the challenges, to your point, on contaminants getting into the water. Yes. Uh, in fact, one of the strongest correlations, and I think one of the most important messages here, is that the, the state, uh, or the condition of your well really matters. And we found that the older the well is, the more likely contamination is that, that the water is going to have contamination. And, and also the shallower it is, uh, the more likely it is to have contamination. Of course, those things are often related. The older wells tended to be more shallow. Uh, conversely, deeper wells, and, and I don't want to get too technical here, you'd have to read the report, but there are two different main aquifers out there, and the wells in the deeper aquifer are, are if, if they're properly constructed, are, are more likely not to be contaminated, and uh, wells that are cased, or the, where the well casing goes into the lower aquifer, are, are not likely to be contaminated. So we really um, found that the the shallower, older wells were more likely to be contaminated, and then wells were, that were cross-connected, meaning that the open hole of the well goes between the upper and lower aquifer, were, were also likely to be contaminated. So um, the age of the well and the infrastructure there, as you say, makes a big difference. What I was struck by, and they did go into more detail in this wrap-up survey done by SWIG, they did note that uh, they had 138 wells that they kind of randomly tested for some additional information. I guess we'd say uh, drawing down on, on more of uh, the story. 64 of those 138 wells had that human wastewater detection. There were cattle manure detections in 33 wells, pig manure in 13 of those wells, uh, they don't get into, you know, it, there's really no finger pointing, Ken, because to your point, water will move where water will move. But it, it does, again, uh, call into, you know, I guess if you're a homeowner, pay attention to your surroundings. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, for for this whole study, uh, as, as you say, Pam, one, the first objective was just to see what what is the state of contamination, and, and we did that, and, and you know we came up with those with those numbers. Then then we drilled down to the 138 wells that we already saw were contaminated to see what what bacteria were in them, and that's where they can speciate between the cattle and the pig and the and the home wastewater, and and the findings there were were quite clear. All three can get into groundwater. Uh, so, uh, and, and, and frankly, the, the number of uh, wastewater uh, detections was quite high. Now, that's probably because most private wells in southwest Wisconsin are near a septic tank. Both of those are going to be near the home, obviously, so there's a more likelihood there. Um, and so, again, that goes to the condition of the septic tank and the condition of the well, uh, but then we we you know we can't ignore the the, the cattle and the pig waste either. Uh, so all those things are, are are can be a problem, and and all those things are are part of our environment in, in southwest right. Wisconsin. Well, and uh, that's not even to go into the different types of bedrock soils that also influence that. Again, we're being joined by Ken Bradbury, one of the folks involved with SWIG. They wrapped up their survey of uh, some 816 private wells, southwest Wisconsin. He is the director and state geologist here in Wisconsin. So ultimately, 
can the goal of this project was to try to come up with some conclusions, uh, maybe some recommendations. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. If we were to present this to the state house, instead of the constant focus back on farms and environmental practices as our only means, do you think we're at the stage now where we need to ask the state for I want do we call it remediation when I'm retired on the in the rural community? I've been living in this house my whole life. I'm on Social Security and not much more. Do we start talking about some kind of remediation for these aged infrastructures that obviously are showing their weaknesses? Well, I think that's I think that's not an unreasonable thing. I don't, you know, there is. I, I think there's already some some um, uh, abilities to uh, help people with well construction. Uh, one of the things that I would advocate for is 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 a little more thought on the well construction regulations, uh, which which uh, right now permit you know permit people to still install new wells that are that are not terribly deep. Um, of course, deeper wells are more expensive, and that's a drawback. On the other hand, what's your water worth? And uh, uh, I think it's uh, people need to realize they may have to pay a little more uh, for their well and get a get a, a cleaner and more dependable well. Uh, but that's something that could be changed in the in the Wisconsin Well Code, and or if not changing the code, it could be uh, communicated through to people and with the well drillers. And and a lot of the well drillers know this already, but but uh, I think the message could be it, from our from this report, the message is really quite strong there. You know, I can't help with all the emphasis we've got in Wisconsin about water, water quality, water volume, droughts. It would seem to me that this report uh, kind of shines light on how we better continue to prioritize things going forward. Oh, you bet. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I've often, I think I've told you before, Pam, when I think about a, a rural home, um, like I have, <laughs> what, what's about the most important thing is your well and the water. If you don't have that, you know, you're, you're, you have, you're in a lot of trouble and, and a lot of people don't think very much about it. Uh, so, and, and the other message here is, is get your water tested. Uh, we've talked about that before too. That if you if you're a rural homeowner, um, get your water tested. Uh, you know, once a year, just to be sure you're you're safe. Because because nobody nobody's going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're in charge of your own water out there. And it always changes, that's for sure. Ken Bradbury along with us again. As I mentioned, one of our partners that's been bringing us a a breakdown on these reports, now concluding the Southwest Wisconsin Groundwater and Geology Group's activities, SWIG, wrapping up with uh, 816 private wells, some tested more than once, Grant, Iowa, and Lafayette counties that have been routinely monitored. And uh, like I said, their final results are available, MidwestFarmReport.com. If you want to take a closer look, really doesn't matter if you're in a farming community or not. If you're in charge of your own well, as Ken pointed out. Be mindful of your responsibility. Get it tested. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.